Do you want to know a fact about Stalin? I mean, obviously. While he was sitting in meetings, listening to other people, especially during the Second World War, when he was basically the generalissimo. Yeah. Fucked up for the first few years, obviously, after the German invasion, as he was slowly beginning to get into it. He developed a habit of sketching wolf heads. Yeah. Um, on pads. He used to doodle them in books, on pads, on maps, whatever was there. And so people who have managed to steal something that he was doodling on, not many of them survived because he used to just sort of scroll them up, throw mm. them away. But every now and then one will surface. It's funny, I just imagine Russ as our sort of Stalin sketching like a, <laughs> you know, ball sack. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. This is the second podcast of the week and it's a particularly special one. I'll just say hello to everyone first. Hello, Dan. Greetings, Earthling. <laughs> hello, Russ. Oh, flub it up. Oh, flub it up. And hello to our Scottish contingent up in the kinky kitchen. Hello, Duncan. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, shazbat. Uh, so, <laughs> it's been 10 years since District 9. Peter Jackson's excellent sci-fi film about alien refugees coming to Earth in a mothership. All of them really sick and they get herded into a ghetto by the South Africans. And that's where they all stay. And it's all the story about the sort of distrust of the aliens from the humans that live around them and all that sort of stuff. And basically breeding with the aliens, which is weird because they're kind of insecty. I don't yeah, it's it's obviously a take on, on refugee crises. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But dressed up in a in a fun sci-fi frolic. Yeah. yeah. And it was originally meant to be the Halo film, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah. But I am glad it exists as a completely separate thing. Totally, it's yeah. fucking brilliant. It's a great film. But Neil Blomkamp on the mark on the Indeed it is. So basically what we wanted to do, we're doing a podcast about how we as individuals would deal with aliens coming to our planet, what we would hope to get from them tech wise, what we'd hope to learn from them. Would we try and get jiggy with them? Would we go somewhere with them? Basically, it's a whole podcast on our thoughts on extraterrestrial life, and then we're going to wank on about how we might not be alone. Like uh, basically, like we're taking bad pills. And our favourite aliens as well. And our favourite aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So, who wants to start? Why don't we start with Duncan up in the kinky kitchen? Uh, no, I would start with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I've rapidly like losing control of everything here. Um, so. Dan, let's start with you, motherfucker. Okay, so... One, two, three, motherfucker! <laughs> so my goal is to <laughs> is to reinvent the career of an alien that's had it rough, okay? okay. And that alien's name is Jar Jar Binks. Oh, he oh, has had God. it rough. So, I, so I'm going to bring him to Earth. Uh, and my plan... I've got, I've got several steps of this plan that have proven to work in the past for actors that have found it a bit tough in the past mm -hmm. uh, to get him back into the spotlight and to be taken seriously again yeah okay so first after setting up that whole army of the republic and giving emergency powers to chancellor palpatine he's got some redemption yeah. on his way yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah firstly i'm going to get him in the quentin tarantino star trek film okay as an alien a bit part character but i want to reinvent him he's a bit sweary at some point he'll get in a fight and he'll win the fight uh, and everyone would go, 
this will be his you know John Travolta when he was mm. in Pulp Fiction yes this this is this is what he will be and he will be the cool alien from sorry the lights oh my on. god <laughs> one the, day <laughs> he'll be the cool alien from the <laughs> Star Trek film rather than the shit alien from the Star Wars film okay okay so it starts there then tell all documentary on Netflix about nice. the original the, the original the, the prequels uh, about his relationship with uh, George Lucas uh, the drugs, uh, the gambling, everything that went on that mm-hmm. uh, that, that gave us that the terrible performance from the Gungan there. Then we move on to starring in an indie flick. Um, about <laughs> with Emma Watson, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, uh, he's got to look after his estranged son, and eventually they form a mutual friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the entire soundtrack is uh, devised by Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, and yeah, it's it's all about his <laughs> his journey to redemption. Like he's giving up the gambling, the drugs, and we see a different side of him. Obviously, there'll be a lapse in the middle. Or his his son or daughter will lose respect for him, but because he put... because he crashes to Haygiver again. Yeah. Yes, Misa thinks <laughs> or booms to Gasser. Hey yeah, exactly. Yeah, isn't it? Hey Blibber. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But eventually, Jar Jar wins them back, and it, it will be a bit like Birdman. So you know, Birdman's kind of like we get the Michael Keaton played Batman, it would be like uh, he was a big chancellor of the Grand Republic at one point. No, it wasn't chancellor. He was a, a, he was senator, a senator. senator of the Grand Republic. By proxy, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, so, he, sorry, he messes this, up. Is Jar Jar actually a senator in the Republic or is he an actor who happens to be a Gungan? Because well, you've kind of varied between the two. No one really knows. No one really knows. So Jar Jar, Jar Jar is... Not which is a total cop-out. No, Jar Jar was an no actor. No one really knows. Jar Jar was an actor in, in the uh, the prequels. Okay. But it will be a tongue-in-cheek look back at when he... Oh, so we just up. thought he was crappy CGI. No, he's... He's, he's real. He's a real alien. He's yeah. real. George yeah. Lucas made him. <laughs> Kill me, father! <laughs> no, George Lucas didn't make him. George I Lucas... choose to die! <laughs> George Lucas travelled to space. Like... The, the problem he's got <laughs> yeah we know that <laughs> the problem we've got is that Jar Jar looks like really shit CGI <laughs> but he can't help it bless him he's alright though I know, it's like, really, I've, I've <laughs> some terrible I saw some bits of it again the other day and it really strikes me just how much the climactic battle scene looks like it's taking place on the Windows XP d- deep <laughs> amazing isn't it's it so it's just a flat rectangle with like a grass texture do you know what, on it. Do you know what's amazing is that no one looks like they're in contact with the floor mm. it's yeah. all they're all sort of hovering it looks like about six inches off the floor just yeah they, they whizzing could, around the, idea, the ability to give stuff like heft and weight and momentum and to have it interact realistically with the world they just could not Get. No, yeah. they did a hill, didn't they? Because mm-hmm. that's where they shell mm. the mm. they shell the um, uh, Gungan shield from. There's a bit in one of the behind the scenes things on the the DVDs where, like, one of the VFX guys is saying to George Lucas, "Like, yeah, we can, but we we don't really have a good way of doing that yet." Yeah. And it really feels like that was po- a possible learning point for Lucas. How often Maybe do you think to those guys? How often <laughs> do you think they said that? Yeah. <laughs> and in the second one, where it's basically all CGI. Yeah. George, we can do this, but it will look. Like turds. <laughs> <laughs> I, me and um, Sarah, when we rewatched all of them, we watched the the prequels first on our shiny new TV. They just look fucking awful. And then you get to the the, the yeah. second one. Like it is so much of it was shot on blue screens. Like yeah. things that could very easily have been done practically. And then, but then you put the original trilogy on and go, that looks fucking brilliant. Mm. Yeah, it still it looks great. 
Especially on the Blu-ray. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're like, in this when, like when the a new movie. digital films first started. Like we're getting this weird point where like stuff that was shot on mm. film, especially the larger yeah. film stocks, that you could like the the sort of idea of converting from a film to a resolution mm. doesn't really quite work. But you could realistically go up to like eight K. Yeah, from a good quality print. Whereas stuff that was created in the early days of digital and for TV, you cannot upscale. That's why you can get original series Trek mm. in HD, but you cannot get next-gen in HD because it was why, shot in standard definition. There why, is no way to improve it. That's why Friends has a, has had the release of life that it's had because it still looks crystal sharp mm. even mm. to this day. It's like Alien. Have you watched Alien on Blu-ray yeah, it looks in, fucking in brilliant. full HD? It is like watching a completely different mm. film. And you, you suddenly go back to the original print and, and just scan it at a higher resolution and you suddenly realize the low quality of the technology that we were watching these things on is that you know transferring that to a videotape downgraded the quality watching on the shit tvs we had back then downgraded the quality to the point we were watching these like murky films Mm. on tvs but and now it's just it's like i mean alien is i mean one of my favorite films on the whole planet anyway Mm. but it's just looks incredible Mm. But then you you watch a film like Skyfall, which is relatively recent, and then we watched it on a shiny 4K TV, and you spend the whole film going set, location, set, location, because you can now tell what a set looks like. Absolutely, it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 4, 4K is really. It's like well, like when they uh, when they started broadcasting EastEnders in HD, yeah. they had to burn down the Queen Vic and rebuild it yeah. because <laughs> the set looks so shoddy. It did, didn't but it? They were like. We just can't get away it's with like this. It's like how HD nearly ruined the porn industry as well. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Mm, that exactly, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> my God, they're so sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can feel so, so high quality. I can however, feel the air motion. However, <laughs> uh, uh, poor, poor old Jar Jar. He's just an alien that looks like poor CGI. So, mm. poor fucker. It's anyway. just naturally low resolution. Anyway, chapter two. After after the the indie flick, after the Tarantino flick, after the Tell All documentary. So in in all these things, does he still look like he's crappily composited into the scenes? Well, that's just like how he light looks. hits him in a yeah, slightly different way to he's everyone just, else. He's an alien. He just looks like that. Can't help it. Anyway, I'm going to get this out now. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then carry on with the story. <laughs> See, after the indie flick, after the Tell All, if you look, paint a little Jar Jar face on the end. <laughs> Oh my god, that's really lifelike. Amazing. Stop wiggling it. <laughs> Misa. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, after the indie flick, after the tele documentary, after the Tarantino film, I'm gonna give Winnem a fucking Oscar, aren't I? Yeah. I'm gonna hook up with my mate Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water Two. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because everyone's screaming out for a sequel. Well, the first one did so well, Tom. Yeah. yeah. Fish Finger Two. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up. Um, the uh, Star Wars Disney Plus TV series based around Jar Jar Binks. They're going to see that he's hot property again. He's back in the Star Wars universe. Grittier uh, has a feel like the Mandalorian will, uh, and they're going to start taking a bit more it's just seriously. Be Binks. Yep. Uh, and then I've written um, uh, SoundCloud rapper at this point. Lots of auto tune. Yeah. yeah. And in question mark, face tattoos, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Can't hurt. Yeah, and as his career begins to wind down, as he gets a bit older, uh, documentary where he explores the ocean. Nice. There we go. So I'm going to reinvent Jar Jar Binks. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Do you remember when Johnny Rotten did that uh, documentary about sharks, about yeah. him going swimming with sharks? 
that that's what I imagine his documentary will be like. It'll yeah, but he's be... going to be able to explore things that he's a gun gun. He can see like he can. That's right. Yeah, he'll go down to the bottom of the Marianas Trench or something. It's, it's going to be called. There's always a bigger fish. N- nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> Which is such a nonsensical word because eventually you'll you'll reach the apex of all the species, right? And it'll just be big. Then yeah. that's, that's the one. You, you yeah. really don't want Jar Jar like on any science vessel. I mean, it'd just be like a nightmare. It'd be like, whoa, no, and juggling. Oh, he'll just break. He'll break everything. He will. He's a klutz. Could, could you? But is, is yeah. that? Could you imagine him with an R.O.P.? Is that R-O-P? Jar Jar the man, or yeah. is that the character that was written for yeah. him? Yeah, like he was told to be a bit. He's <laughs> he's like, actually a Tolstoy-loving, pipe-smoking, yeah. slipper-wearing. He's, he's, so is his name he, actually Jar Jar? Yeah, his name's Jar Jar. Okay, yeah. so is he was in the credits? He's listed just as himself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Although yeah. just it literally just says Jar Jar Binks on one side and then Jar Jar Binks on the other. Mm. Like people, my fans need to know it's Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. and and he's got an and Jar Jar Binks now as well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, apparently Jar Jar Binks and son, according to your thing as well. Well, that's that's for the indie. Oh, that was indie the indie flick. flick. Yeah, he's not actually his son. No, it'll probably be. But a he's cop. getting other Gungans work then. Nah, nah, it'll be a human son. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So there's been some interspecies. Probably one of the Culkins, I'd imagine. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah they sort of they're halfway there. There's loads of them. Fish face. Yeah, yeah definitely. That is. So, yeah. That is well thought out. I thought so. Really thought out. Yeah. I thought I'd actually write some notes this week. That's brilliant. No, you can tell it's really good. It's worth it. Peace, Russ. Nice. Okay. Um. So I was thinking, if you can have an alien come down and you had to sort of deal with it you wouldn't really want too much trouble so you know you don't want like a predator or something because that is going to be hassle <laughs> yeah uh, they're pretty so big i've gone for the uh the puck Marin, which is the little naked bat thing from flight of the navigator <laughs> <laughs> that dude there it is Yay. Um, it's about four inches long herbivorous <laughs> arboreal yeah um and there shouldn't be too many problems with this little guy for starters it's the last one of its species this planet was destroyed by Mm -hmm. a comet so you know you're not gonna have any sort of i mean i suppose it's possible that it could be a fleet of warships seeking vengeance after it or something but we shouldn't have any any trouble like that and it'll be it'll be fairly easy to to sort of you know look after apparently it's it it's happy to eat um chocolate bars and things isn't it that's what you think so yeah um Quick side note, apparently this is something we're being all asked. Just to confirm, would not bang it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I I might bang Jar Jar. Oh, really? Just because? Why not? It's yeah, noises. interesting. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, if it turns out he's a total prick, I'll sell my story. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> hey. No, he'll show me the point. Ah. <laughs> and it turns out, it's got a little Dan face point on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. Uh, so yeah, um, but so this is the thing that at the end of Flight of the Navigator he ends up with having mm. travelled back in time to the seventies, so that his brother is 80s, younger than him. Eighty-five, isn't it? No, he has. But he in he's been missing for eight years because um. he's been off navigating around the world, but he doesn't remember it or something like that. Because his younger brother is older. Oh, than that's why it's the that's Flight right. of the Nav. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Jeff. His brother was Jeff. Yeah, and he's called David. He's David. That's it, yeah. And Sarah, Sarah what's her name? Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker. Parker. She like plays a, the nurse. She's like a NASA person, isn't yeah. she? She's like the friendly one. Um, 
Yeah, so it ends up with him going back in time to like That's the late seventies. Right. Well yeah. But he he takes this little fella with him, and it ends. Up, his brother sees it. His brother's brother's younger than him again. And he's like, Shh, "We've got to keep this a secret." That's your mistake. Yeah. This thing has got Instagram star written all over it. Yeah, definitely. So we'd start off by getting it out there, you know, just with his own account, building up followership. This is a unique creature in the universe. So, you know, you, you're going to do better than a fucking chihuahua that skateboards or whatever. Careful, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chihuahua, doesn't skateboard. Hey, yeah. That's two of your problems right there. Oh, okay. Get it dealt with. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll start with the basic kind of yeah Instagram stuff. Have it have it do some appearances with the more established celebrity pets, but I don't want the little pup Marin to get kind of in their shadow. <laughs> so fairly early on, we're going to start hitting the conventions. Good idea. Start getting merchandise out there. What we're really looking for is a kind of a top level celebrity endorsements. Yeah. Kind of a. I mean, if you you see Kanye with this thing. <laughs> And then we're really we're really going places. <laughs> I mean, Kanye's the voice of a new generation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, or like you know, one of those one of those people that I haven't heard of, but apparently everyone else has. That'd be great. Get me one of them. <laughs> uh, and then so after uh, yeah, once we've got that kind of level, it needs to start cameoing in some stuff. So like proper feature films, and in the background, <laughs> everyone be like, "Isn't that the that's the Pup Marin hanging off a tree?" Fucking love that guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> And it's gonna naturally it's gonna lead to a reality TV show based around it. Um and the only thing I'm a bit worried about is I don't really know what the life expectancy of these things are. Small creatures tend not to live sort of hugely long and there is only one of it. So short of cloning, which is probably a bit of a step for an extraterrestrial species, um, I think that in order to maximise the revenue, we're probably just gonna have to wait until it dies and then stuff it with animatronics <laughs> and just try and Try and convince everyone that's I mean, how it's meant to move. I mean, you couldn't really do bad taxidermy on it because it already looks pretty startled. It does. I mean, time. it looks like a shoddily taxidermied lump of clay anyway, so really shouldn't be that much it of a looks, stretch. It looks like a mole rat with eyes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's quite cute. You can get little, um, you can get little toys of it that look quite cute. I don't know if I'd, if I'd want one. It literally looks like sort of an old man's cock. If you imagine, if you took sort of a penis and crossed it with Kind of a what's it? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's basically that's what fucking it looks like. hideous. By the way, that picture is definitely going up on the Instagram. Oh, that's quite a nice one. He's, he's got a sort that's of like a, a mono hand at the back there that he hangs on trees with. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh it's sad though. That he's, he's got the a, last fin- of his a fingered tail. It looks a bit like a boglin. Yeah. It does a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> We've met yeah, a few people that are like boglins. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. we can say that because they don't know who we're talking. They about. don't know who we're talking about. <laughs> He was a boggling. He looked a bit. He like did a look boggling. a bit like one, didn't he? he? Had the wide face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that's that's how I go with low low sort of risk level, fairly fairly innocuous little creature. I'm pretty sure I could take it in a fight if it came to that. <laughs> and a highly, highly monetizable in today's Instagram obsessed society. Definitely that's brilliant. Mm. Definitely that was brilliant. If that thing means that I get to meet little bub, I'm in. Is little bub dead? No. Oh, that's grumpy cat. Yeah. No, he's just unavailable. Oh, he's on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone the way of old yellow. Yeah. Oh. That was mercy. It was mercy. It was better that way. <laughs> Bless him. 
but yeah i like that russ mm. well done Thanks. puck maron that's a blast from the past that one i used puck to love maron. that film my, my grandfather had that on uh, vhs recording film. yeah and then whenever we used to go down there we'd always watch it and always fast forward to the last bit where he gets onto the ship like yeah. that last is a class hour. a maneuver yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's absolutely brilliant then when he breaks his programming <laughs> see you later navigator <laughs> <laughs> mental robot from outer space duncan do you want to go now or shall i go no i i i'm happy to go um i mean i had quite a I love, few i love the way choices. he makes it sound like no i was always ready to go yeah. <laughs> i'll be ready I was for the always start. ready to go i was but i mean it would to be fair a to share share some of the tmtoh admin it was you two who thought it up so i kind of felt dan should probably uh, go first um well, I mean, what a guy. and it also it also helped me mean that i could just decide because we've had a star wars one we've had classic 80s i was quite tempted to go with the fixits from batteries not included because i love them i think they are cool little floaty uh floaty droids um but in the end i've gone with dr john zoidberg Yay! yes <laughs> Um, I would welcome the Decapodians, you know, well, Zoidberg at least. Um, and the main theme through every alien that I was going to bring uh, to Earth was, I'm going to bring him to Scotland because it's beautiful. You know, show them the best bits. But with Zoidberg, it doesn't really matter. The other thing is, Zoidberg will eat anything, which is brilliant. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to keep him away from flags. Um, I'm, I might eventually take him over to the US and really show them how to disrespect a flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> kneeling is not the thing um, so yeah as we know Zoidberg is a Tecopodian uh, but seems to survive quite well out of uh, water um, as he is a medical professional um, and Scotland's got quite a good strong history of uh, innovations in medical history definitely take him to the Surgeons Museum in Edinburgh show him around that uh, show him around the Anatomy Museum in uh, Glasgow try to prevent him from eating all the uh, exhibits um, because you know I don't I don't don't know whether formalin would kill him probably not um, and then I would think because he's such an unusual creature definitely keep most zoologists away from him because i know he's willing to be cut up and um and stuff but we all know that he would be a willing volunteer to be studied i, I don't want mm. that um i mean it's blatantly obvious that his real skill isn't as a surgeon or as a doctor but as a food journalist and would do several tv series <laughs> based on him going around and we'll do Zoidberg versus food. Um, Zoidberg versus <laughs> anything that he can eat. Um, we also do the best ta uh, a whole program about the best tasting flags in the world. Um, and we'll go around and see how many like uh, deep fried Mars bars Zoidberg can eat. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I might not take him to the finest dining because um, it, it might end up being a a disaster but you know take him around see what what else he will eat and then um i was thinking also as a bit of a side job for him um all these places that want to burn flags why not hire zoiberg to eat the flag 
<laughs> and so you don't need to try and set fire. Flags are pretty hard to yeah, really need a lot of fuel. And some of these places, you don't really want to start burning fuel. It's a far more environmentally friendly way is if you can eat the flag. And a lot of people get really upset about uh, Zoiberg eating uh, eating uh, flags. Um, you might need to be kind to other lobsters. That's the only problem, lobsters and crabs and the like. So that lobsters kind of fishing might need to... Hmm? Lobsters, they're always a problem. Don't trust them. No, I said it. Well, <laughs> they're, they're always Your giving it. Uh, so you can't deep. see my hands, but they're always giving it all that. Yeah. You know, all that you do with the. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that works. <laughs> there was a camera. Uh, so, yeah, I would. I mean, Zoidberg is a bit of a clown. He's a comedy genius in that way. And um, uh, we all love him. For, for that reason and yeah. just him doing TV shows about various things that he will eat which pr- the, the challenge will be finding something that he won't eat I think I would yeah. like to see so, um, yeah. versus Zoidberg Finkel. I'd like to see man versus <laughs> yeah man versus Zoidberg man versus Zoidberg yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that definitely love it yeah um, uh, would I pump him no <laughs> No, 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 I wouldn't either. But he's got male jelly coming out the wazoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is where it comes out. <laughs> horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. <laughs> also probably... that, that episode is so I would also... disgusting. It really is grim. <laughs> I would also try and um, end, prevent they? upsetting him in any way or the Tecopodians because... Um, they they have some of the craftiest spies around that could easily get uh, well the planet's uh, defense codes. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Definitely, gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Right then, you gotta be careful. Yeah. Gotta get up. Gotta get up. Gotta get up. Flash, 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 baby. Yeah. There you What's go. That lead there. Nice. Yeah. It's almost oh, like Tom stalling for time, isn't it? I just stock up reason. on some sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Right. We're going to read this really in five now. seconds flat. Right, we'll go, we'll go. F- finish, your, finish your fruit pasta. Here we go. I'm going. <laughs> right. I mean, I've got a quick one from Emma. Mm-hmm. Go on, Em. Mac from Earth Girls Are Easy because it's Jeff Goldblum <laughs> when he's younger. And, it, uh, and she says, uh, welcome him with open arms, marry him, procreate. Would you, if they look like Jeff, if you're going for I mean, an alien, go. yeah, probably alien Jeff Goldblum. Surely the um, what's his face from Thor Ragnarok? Oh, the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster, yeah. Mm, it's, it's a younger Jeff. Yeah, he's a younger. Earth girls are he's eight million years he old. He is. Yeah. he's well tasting. It's a younger, covered in fur Jeff, though. Yeah, but young Jeff Goldblum was not in the picture snack. I've got <laughs> <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> Taped to the back of my bathroom door. <laughs> Originally, it was taped. Now it's yeah. just sort of yeah. part of the door. Yeah. It's literally just stuck to the door. Okay, it's nice varnish. You've... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that clear coat? <laughs> haven't spread it very evenly. <laughs> okay, so the migrant fleet. As it escaped from the Geth advance, accidentally became trapped in a wormhole that threw several ships into Earth orbit several hundred years before we, the humans, discover the K-Ron mass relay. Yes, 
My one involves time travel, which is very futuristic. Um, due to this sudden and unexpected <laughs> change... <laughs> there's a delay. Due to this sudden and unexpected change of course, the ships impact Mars. In a desperate scramble, only one escape pod is launched that enters Earth's atmosphere over the UK and impacts in my back garden in Hemel Hempstead. And from the shattered <laughs> remains, a humanoid emerges in a biosuit. And it's Tally Zora Vas... Well, Raya, Naraya, I think she is at that point. I think we know the answer is yes to one of these questions. <laughs> so, so what? So she's from the migrant fleet. So mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the Quarians. And they are... Uh, yes, they are uh, really good tinkerers. They can build anything out of anything. They're literally survivors, born survivors. So mm-hmm. she should, in theory, as Russ puts it about Tony Stark in the cave, she should be able to build me a rocket out of tinfoil and fluff. And it will work brilliantly until it until it has to stop. And she can build me a spacesuit and all that sort of stuff. So, so she's, she's coming here to sort of MacGyver stuff for you. Well, basically, yes. That's the whole point. So, you know, it's unfortunate that she crashed for her. But for me, I was thinking after nursing her back to health and probably asking far too many questions about quarry and boobs and stuff, she shares tech secrets with me. Also, she fixes loads of stuff at my house, like my dripping taps, the boiler, the creaky floorboards on the landing, the garage door. <laughs> Your dripping taps. My dripping nah. taps. The garage door, the toilet in the garage, the shed roof. Uh, Sorry, go back other- one. The toilet I've got in my garage. You've got a toilet. We we'll literally in your have a plumbed toilet in our garage. Don't ask me why it's been there ever since we moved in. <laughs> That's like the next question is why didn't you remove it? And I don't have an answer to that one. <laughs> that, that's quite a big... Plumbing a toilet into your garage? Yes. Does the waste pipe go through the garage already? There is a, there's already water waste because we have our white goods out there. Right, okay. Yeah, so it's already a waste pipe. You have to flush the toilet every couple of weeks just to make sure that, you know, nothing's got stuck in there. <laughs> I don't know. There's no, it's basically its own thing that enters the sewer flow and just disappears. Like, it's that is not, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. Some guy that owns your house is like... We're spending a lot of time in the garage. I <laughs> yeah. really feel like these toilet breaks are causing me <laughs> efficiency. Don't come in here! Well, no, get this. He was Mediterranean. Sounds like Jerry Brudos. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was Mediterranean. So he he had a lot... Like He built a covered area in our garden, which is really nice. Like mm. leafy vines. We've got loads of grape vines and stuff in there. And I think he just spent a lot of time outside. So he had a bathroom out there as well. And then when we got there, he divorced his wife, who was still living in the house, and he was living in a shed out in the garden um, that he turned into, like, his place. And I think it was good to have a bathroom outside uh, in that case as well, so that they mm. didn't have to see each other, because they were basically trying Divorce to Divorce toilet. Basically. Um, okay, so, <laughs> she'd help me do all that really useful stuff, uh, but we'd also build a rocket yeah. and a spacesuit for me yeah. out of stuff that I found at Aldi because it's amazing <laughs> the shit you find in the center aisle of Aldi. Especially when they do like their special buy weekend things. Yeah. There we go. Like, you know, it amazed, like the rubber soles off those awful black shoes they sell in Aldi. Like, melt that down, <laughs> turn it into space suit seals. I mean, that stuff you, is brilliant. It sounds like you've done the science already. I've done the science. Yeah. It's all always, physics. always selling generators. Yeah, always selling generators. Who in the UK and has a generator? No idea. But for they, what? They also have always really 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 fucking high-end toolboxes for some reasons like filled with tools Mm. like for about 200 quid or something it's like i don't 
I don't know who's coming in here to buy their tools. If, if you're spending proper money on your tools, yeah. you're probably not doing it in Aldi. Aldi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You'd be surprised how often Dominic Toretto is uh, seen in, in an Aldi picking yeah. up some... some uh, Just some big ch- fire extinguishers with nitrous some... oxide written on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some, in, um, uh, some, some... in Oban, it's got... Uh, they've realised that... Well, Screwfix have realised that there is a... Uh, uh, lucrative market to be made so there's a screw fix going in an open not far from actually opposite the aldi that is how stiff the competition is there that there is you go. quite stiff yeah um if she got a bit out of hand okay i would open her mask while she was asleep oh my god tom <laughs> just to give her a, a slight fever just to be like look okay i'm helping you here i've, I've nursed you back to health giving you a home <laughs> Don't make me give you a fever <laughs> again, okay? Uh, you know, not not in a threatening way, just in a, you know, I kind of want to keep you safe. And, <laughs> if, and how do we get around? We go full ET with a sheet over her head sitting in a basket on the front of my bike. <laughs> and if anyone asks what's going on, I just say, mind your own damn business, okay? If anything, that would be this is my, more this is my cousin, right? He's not all there. Her just walking around. Yeah. If we, if, Why not just paint her face on her mask? That would look rubbish, and <laughs> this this would work out really well. So eventually, we build a rocket. We try and find the wormhole, and then I would get to go into the mass. Try effect and find the wormhole. Universe. I would get to yeah <laughs> to go to the Mass Effect universe, and then I could ditch the the space nomads, like the you know the sort of space hobos, and I would go to the <laughs> I would go to the Citadel, and I would fucking live it up. Because she would have shown me how to do like all the stuff and work all the technology and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, she'd probably be quite relieved not to be in my company anymore by this no, point. Not after you repeatedly tried giving her a no. Fever. It wasn't repeatedly. It was just if if she you know it was basically if, like if, if she's she got out of line. She's no no yeah. But <laughs> you're I'm, keeping her trapped in your toilet garage. No no she's <laughs> she's um she she's that is quite a serial killer. Thing to this is the that, that's garage. domestic abuse, isn't it? No. As well, it's got I've just got to keep it's you in line. Ring in the wall. I'm sorry, I'm doing this for your own good. No, it's like it's it's like misery. Okay, it's like <laughs> it's like you've got to stay. You've that got makes to it all yeah, so much you've better. Got, you've got to stay in bed because otherwise you won't get better. So if you try to leave your bed, then I'll open your mask and break your and waggle the tubes around a bit, <laughs> and then and then put it back on, and we'll see what happens. All right, Tally. There we go. It's right. Sneeze now, in your respiration. And how th- is thus, and thus Dennis? <laughs> Sneeze in your respiration. Yeah, she's like getting all outline. <laughs> just, just lean in for a big, old, yeah. <laughs> a big old sneeze by a Sue filter. <laughs> Who's the big man? Who's the daddy? <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, sorry. Fucking hell. And this is how Dennis Reynolds enters the it's Mass Effect universe. portrait of, of kind of <laughs> involuntary people trafficking I, got going on. I, I love that. It's not weird. So you know, like, misery. Yeah. <laughs> That's always, yeah. always the best comparison. So then, so then, look, the point is, like, she gets back, back to home. I get to go to the Mass Effect universe yeah. and live it up, sure. basically. I think to be honest, the, the best... The Citadel gets blown up on fairly regular intervals. It's, sorry, I just was smacking the door over there. Off for no um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it would be better to go to somewhere like um, uh, what's that? 
place the, at the beginning of Mass Effect 2 called? The sort of space station where Arrow... Oh, the asteroid. The asteroid, I can't, I can't remember what it's called. called. Yeah. No. Um, well, let's just call it Asteroidville. <laughs> God, Mass Effect 1 and 2 were good, weren't they? They were yeah. great. Mass Effect 3 was good as well. I, did, I didn't really want to ever finish it. You know no, I, mean? I, I just kind end. of wanted to get to the end of the Citadel expansion and then uh, the, the one where you sort of mm. have the party and stuff and then just kind of leave it there. Just that it. happy moment. Yeah. Just leave that there. Don't need to do all the bollocks at the end and pick the colour and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, that was it. So she'd get home. I'd get to live it up large. Um, and I'd probably... Uh, yeah, that's it. Good. So that's good. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's horrifying. Considering it a small mercy, actually didn't go into details about banging. No, he didn't. No, no, I, no. no it's heavily that's not, implied no, by the <laughs> by the garage prison cell. I mean, but nothing's nothing's going to happen to her because <laughs> because you know the, the, the implication. <laughs> She's going to behave <laughs> because of the implication. Yeah, the implication being that you're going to. She's not any danger. It's the power. How much of the... Stella Stella will you be drinking uh, with her? Uh, I don't think yes. I don't think it, it sounds particularly right to make a quarry and drink human alcohol. I think they're um, I think they have the different um, they're double. Was it they're? I think there's a thing, isn't it? They're like they've got the wrong DNA. So you, if humans swallow any of their cells or skin flesh or something like that, isn't it like really toxic? To oh, there is there is something about that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a thing that like they have because they they live on replicated food, yeah, or yeah. like lab grown food. So they, if they ever come across like some fresh food, they all go at it, but they all end up with a massive like food hangover from it. Yeah. They all they all get really ill. It's like me with pizza. But they just treat it like that's the consequence of a, of a good night out. When, whenever I eat pizza, I always feel terrible the next day. Yeah, Do you mean you like Domino's type pizza? Yeah, that's because that, that stuff actively dehydrates you. Yeah, so it's it does. Horrible. Speaking speaking completely seriously, actually my. My favourite romance option of the Mass Effects is is Tally, primarily yeah. because she's such a sweet character. Yeah. And, and, and actually, Tally, brackets, banging Yeoman Chambers on the side. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And her electric toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, it's it's her toothbrush is capable of generating tiny little Mass Effect fields that break down the plaque. So she's always got impeccable teeth. It's amazing that whole scene with the toothbrush where she just lifts it <laughs> like they can't get in we need something that can generate a tiny mass effect field and she just lifts the brush <laughs> it's like <laughs> brilliant comic timing it's really sweet and lovely and i remember after that after that thing she said he goes down to you get you well, you he goes down he's not real you go down to the engine room and she says something along the lines of i'm running a fever my sinuses are filled with something i can't even describe but it was totally worth it like and you know she's fucking terrified of actually even being intimate with Shepard because mm. of all the bugs and stuff she might come in contact with like to the point where she thinks she's going to die and when she comes in she actually says something like oh, I've taken loads of herbal remedies I've taken I've done this that, you know loads of and she's like really fucking nervous and you're like, hey love you're killing the mood here yeah <laughs> just just get your smackers round me knackers <laughs> and stop <laughs> and stop with the whole oh, Tom you did so well <laughs> no but seriously get, get <laughs> it's like misery <laughs> anyhow well if you've enjoyed uh, the second episode don't forget to interact with us on our uh, what do we not talk, want to talk about favourite aliens or are we just going to wrap this up? Uh, well, how, how long have we been uh, charming the world for on this one? Yeah, we're about, we're about 40 minutes to be fair. So okay, it's up, to you, fair it's up to you. Can you some quick favourite aliens? Go on now. Right. 
Oh yeah, you like your xenomorph. 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 The design is terrifying. The the way in which its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility is brilliant. Perfectly pitched. The fact that you never even see it properly Mm. uh, in in the first film is superb. They evolved it brilliantly in Aliens into sort of the war machines that you saw, and then in Alien Three they. I think it was a bit of a misstep, Alien 3. It's not a bad film, but it's a bit of a misstep with the alien turning into a dog alien, if the, you ask the me. The director's, like, I don't know what they call it, like director's edit mm. of Alien 3 is, is a palpably <coughs> better movie it is. than yeah, the cinematic release. It, it, it certainly is, yeah. The cinematic release is not is not brilliant. Alien Resurrection, unbelievable misstep. Yeah. Um, really, really terrible. And anyone who's sort of read any of the sort of trailers, teaser stuff before... 200 years in the future and it's like hang on but Ellen Ripley's in it and it's like uh, <laughs> this is going to be one of those mm. films uh, but then the alien design has stayed pretty much the same through all the other films that have come out even sort of Prometheus and all that sort of stuff love it absolutely love it great alien yeah necromorphs from uh, oh, Dead Space great choice yeah they are uh, terrifying and it's the first game where you just, just the first time you see one you just unload all your ammunition into it because you're just trying to figure out how to stop it because it just keeps crawling towards you mm. and then you realize you just got to spend most of the game stamping on it and yeah. well it, it tells you doesn't it with all yeah. the with the blood streaked message on that board yeah. the first time you pick up a gun it just says cut off the limbs yeah yeah and they call it strategic dismemberment. Stress which I think it, is yeah. a great game uh, sort of game. You can direction. angle the cutting beam in certain ways as well, yeah. depending on what limb you're going for. <laughs> so but, yeah. good. So lovely. Yeah. Um so actually in a very similar vein to mm. Necromorphs, Xenomorphs, mm. um, the little three eyed blinky guys from Toy Story. <laughs> oh my god, similar that's vein. Love those choice. dudes. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they, I mean I, I don't know if they actually qualify as aliens, but I mean they think they're aliens. Yeah. Um, Daddy, <laughs> they're, they're they're very awesome. And who wouldn't want to have like if you come home from a hard day at work, you open the door and there's about four thousand of them in your house. You, <laughs> couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't just have one, could you? No, no, that'd be no. cruel. Yeah, you'd want all of them. <laughs> yeah. They're like guinea pigs; they have to be in pairs. Yeah. Also, I mean, when you were banging it, you'd wear through one very, <laughs> very quickly. That's disgusting, Russ. I can't believe you talk like that. That's gonna leave a mark. I mean, after a while, it's just going to be a through and through, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. It's not going to squeak anymore. No. Duncan. Gummed up. <laughs> Gummed up. Gummed just just up. like those poor old mouse droids. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. It's not one's... Uh, as I said, I loved the fix-its from Batteries Not Included. Those little... Oh, they were amazing. Robotic. No, I would love them around the house. Oh, they yes. also were... The, the baby ones were cute and uh, they'd be they'd be useful also they'd be really handy in repairing all the laptops that I keep from Brits all the gadgets I uh, break they would mm-hmm. be very help I mean they're helpful for fixing everything so it would they'd be very handy around the house but they they are they are very adorable nice cool nice 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 um, I would also say I love the doctors like Time Lords. Oh, yeah. That's he a good doesn't like the Doctor. Yeah. All of them are good. I understand that. <laughs> would, would you bang it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The, the Doctor, definitely. Yeah. I'd love to get me some Gallifrey and Poontang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I okay, did... one more each? Yeah, go on then. Oh, uh, uh, Typhons from Prey. Ah. Oh. The Black Aliens, the Shapeshifters. Yeah. The backstory I'm to them familiar. is just fucking 
excellent. Like they really worked out a great backstory. Soviets go into space to find out what's happened to uh, one of their satellites, and they find racing towards them Sputnik, the satellite, and they find that it's covered in kind of the black typhons. So the so the uh. Soviets build a space station up there to study the typhon uh, and their mimicry abilities. And the U.S. understand, find out what's going on. I think something happened. The Russians ask the Americans for help to build a joint space station and keep the Typhons secret from the rest of the world. And they set up this massive space station, eventually what becomes Talos 1, which is the place where Prey is set. And by this point, it's heavily implied by the game's ending that the Typhons have taken over Earth. And they are weaving this kind of... It's it, you can't touch it, you can't feel it. It's basically just this kind of lattice work of kind of neural pathways joining themselves together. But the best thing about Typhons is they have no empathy whatsoever. They've got nothing. They've got nothing beyond that on a DNA level that makes them feel any pity, remorse, or anything for any other life form. They purely base themselves on the fact that you're a Typhon. I'm not going to kill you. You're not a Typhon. I'm going to be hostile to you. That's, that's literally the base that they are. But they can mimic things. It's absolutely amazing. They are terrifying. Another black alien design, like mm. shapeless and un, you know mysterious and stuff like that. But they are brilliant. They are terrifying. And their backstory is superb. Yeah, sounds good. Typhons, man. Nice, nice. Uh, I really enjoyed the kind of gorilla-looking things from Attack the Block. Oh, yes. <laughs> with the that, neon teeth. With the neon teeth. Yeah. That was so cool. Cause, again, very, like effective on a low budget they're basically like they, they kind of absorb light don't they they're yeah. literally just like cut out black shapes you can't really see any detail amazing apart from these glow in the dark green um fangs that you got on them they're awesome also the uh, huge gelatinous blobs from future armor oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. so many questions how like how does it work yeah what what how does it eat I just love the way they just regularly ingest humans. Yeah. They're just suspended in them. <laughs> also, you, shout out at that point then to Hypnotoad. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, who's, the, who's the news reporter? What's his name? Oh, um... <laughs> you know, his name? He's called, like... Ang- oh, what is his name? It's going to bug me. Morvo. Yes, Morvo. As yeah. as another I will destroy you. Yeah. Does he, does Calculon count then? No, Calculon's a Yay, Calculon's back. <laughs> I think the scene explains itself. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to frame it up? No, I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> I'll bust I'll bust her a couple of quick ones then. Mm-hmm. As Guardians from um, from Thor. Obviously. Great bunch of lads. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Ferengi. <laughs> From Star Trek, I love the Ferengi. Oh, yeah, great Ferengi. bunch of so lads. Annoying. What really? Yeah, they're just too over the top. I, I like them. I think they're cool. I know the Ferengi a lot. Obviously, all right. There's been a small yourself. noise somewhere, and it's freaking these two out. Like obviously, scared puppies. But of Star Trek, the coolest, are technically aliens, I suppose, the Borg. Well, they're. I mean, they're aliens unless they are humans that have been assimilated into Borg. But even they? so, the Borg themselves are alien. Mm. They as a notion, as a yeah. as a species, are an, are alien in yeah. the way that they operate. I mean, who the fuck... How how does something like that come into being? I mean, we know there's a backstory. But there, there was a Borg to start yeah. with that became, well, assimilation this crazy. completely relentless uh, enemy for Star Trek. 
Star Trek's obviously heavily based on on empathy and and understanding of of other races, uh, and then they go up against this thing that just doesn't care about any of it at all. Just consumes, 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 um, and the, even with the Klingons, you can reason with a Klingon. It might be with a Batleth, and it might be fighting them, but you can reason with them. With the Borg, it's just a case of you need to figure out how you're going to stop it. Resistance is futile. Exactly. Yeah, I love the Borg. Yeah, they're very scary. I do remember my favourite episode of um, any Star Trek I've seen, I think, was the Generations one where Q mm. flicks them forward. Yes. The, yeah, the first one. So you think you're ready for this, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. They become very... You are not ready for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really cool, and then oh, just at the last. While minute. we're there, then Q as well. Q is he's, he's fucking such a brilliant. Dick. Yeah, I love him. So this is the thing I don't understand about him. Why does he always appear with a Starfleet uniform? Because he's trying to piss off to piss yeah. off Picard, yeah. basically. And that's it. He's yeah. always wearing. So he's, he's always wearing a, a captain's of, uniform as yeah. well. Yeah. So he's not a member of Starfleet. No, he sort of <laughs> technically is at one point, isn't he? He loses his powers. Yes, and he kind of gets taken on as like a second lieutenant. Oh, that's right. They get taken away by the Q continuum. I yeah, think yeah. it's called, isn't it? Yeah, and then whatever Whoopi Goldberg is as well, Guinan. Mm. Yeah, she's sort of she's like more powerful than him. Yeah, in some ways. Yeah, but happy to be the bartender. Yeah, whatever. he is powerful. He's cool. He's very cool. He's very cool. I'd yeah. love to be that. He's, sort of he's powerful by Star Trek standards. Yeah. Star Trek has far too many all-powerful godlike beings yeah. knocking about in it. True. True. So yeah, such as Janeway. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Bakula. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Captain Archer? Nope. Nope. Scott, Scott Bakula. Bakula. Uh, Duncan? Scott Bakula yeah. as himself, yeah. but in the future flying a spaceship. <laughs> that guy's Scott Bakula. Yeah. Yeah, yeah signing that's, autographs. That's he's officially credited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because it's got to be in Rick and Morty. There are, you know, the get get shifty. The Cromulons, show, show me what you got, is just <laughs> I love hilarious. That. I mean, I like what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Ice T, because he goes back to the alphabetrium <laughs> in the habitat, <laughs> and then takes it on the number area, number, uh, or number recons, I think. Um, it's just, yeah, Ice T. I, I love though, that the idea of the whole planet of alphabet <laughs> aliens. It was. Um, it's uh, I know it's not a scary one. The the scariest for me are the weeping angels. Uh, are they aliens? You know, yeah. I don't... they are. Yeah. Yes, they're fucking. They're, they're quantum. Yeah, it's physics, mate. They're physics. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying they're petrifying. Yeah. Like I, I, th- I thought they were yeah. like demons or demonic or something rather than aliens. But mm. if they're aliens, man, seriously, yeah, weeping yeah. angels would be on top of my list. They are pretty yeah. scary, and that like that's a, another very effective use of budget, isn't it? Because they don't have to actually do anything to be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. they just have to suddenly appear. Good it shout. makes you look at. It makes you look at. Um, yeah. but that that is it's all in the editing that episode been... that mm. makes it what makes it scary. Yeah. I pooed myself. Um, would you like a few sexiest aliens? Yes. So I've got a list here. Why not? Yeah. Sill. Hmm? Sill from Species. Oh. Doesn't. Natasha Henstridge. Natasha Henstridge, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that was a gross noise. <laughs> Lilu from The Fifth Element. Yes. She's yeah. wearing a lot of gaffer And while we're there, Leela from uh, Futurama. Mm. Yeah. Not, not an alien, though. She's not an alien. Yeah. 
Oh, oh okay. Oh, no, Leela is an eight. No, no she's, she's a mutant. mutant. Yeah. Uh, Gamora. Stopped making that I would notes. totes have a nice dinner with Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thor. Yeah. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, I'd bang Thor. Totes. Now, I'd, let's be honest. Oh. I'd be banged by Thor. <laughs> you would so be banged by Thor. Uh, Diana Troy. Oh, Got yes. Got to be. I yes. Troy. I mean, uh, I know I she's technically an alien, but I mean, as a... <laughs> it's just a hot woman on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but so is Thor, and um... Thor is a hot woman yeah. on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. I don't really understand this, but you might. Uh, threes, sixes, and eights. Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Yes. You, are you just uh, reading a list, Duncan? Yeah, I've got a list no. up. It is hilarious. Some of these are brilliant. Um, eights. Eight. Eights are Grace Park, That's, aren't they? Are no, they? she's threes. Threes, yeah. Sixes are Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Eights, and, Lucy Lawless, then. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Spoilers if you haven't watched uh, yeah. that. I would look out. up Marta from Star Trek, the original series. She is uh, an Orion woman, and no wonder Kirk banged her. I mean, the picture is basically a woman painted in green, not wearing Oh, a she lot. is. Oh, the classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah the absolute classic. Mm. Uh, and I mean, seven of seven of nine is on here. Seven of nine's not well. alien. She's like a host, isn't she? Yeah. Well, no, she's 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 a human. Once again, it gets onto the whole Borg thing, doesn't it? But she's not Borg anymore, is she? She's she's like a DSD. Yeah. D Borg. Yeah. De assimilated. Yeah. Who are the uh, uh, Who are the aliens in Star Trek where it's where it's like it's it's like there's a little parasitic worm inside you and a host? That's Dax. Oh, is that Dark Skies? No, that's it's, it's Star Trek. It's Jadzia Dax is is one of the ones. That's got yeah, that. yeah. they pop up a few times, don't yeah. they? I can't remember what they're oh, called. Oh, that's yeah. right. With yeah. the they they yeah. make the skin that yeah, yeah. almost the tattoos around the edges of the hairline. Yeah, yeah. which is again like Ross. It's basically just a hot woman. Gonna, oh, I'm an alien. We're going to paint your nose blue. There we go, <laughs> Alien. Do you, did you guys ever watch the series Dark Skies? Yeah. Yeah, the, the hive that Majestic 12 were fighting. They, they were the parasite that could be passed from the mouth into the, into the mouth of the next person and they would like literally just <laughs> attach themselves to the brain and nice. take over. Yeah, they, they were terrible. Excuse me, terrifying. I find myself attacked, attracted to a couple of Klingons. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Again, the Klingon women are slightly less um, ripply on the foreheads. They're still pretty ripply. They're still pretty ripply. Um, but I, yeah. can, I can live with that. Yeah. Something to hang on to. He likes to feel. <laughs> little, bit of, little bit of ripple. Um, all right. Here's just a quick question. The cat in Red Dwarf, does Not, it count as an alien? No. No, because t- it's, it's an evolved cat, isn't it? He, but, yeah, it evolves from Felix, what are they called? Fe- what? What? Felix Familiaris. Felix and Miliaris, that's it. And they evolve, they evolve into Felix, Felix, Felix Sapiens. Sapiens, yeah. So it's not an alien. It's a, a, it's a creature from... I mean, we are classing uh, alien only. It's not like mm. other species. It's, it's alien as yeah. in extraterrestrial. And actually, it kind, of, it kind of ruined Red Dwarf a bit because Red Dwarf, one of Red Dwarf's whole things is there are no aliens. There's nothing out there. Um, mm. Hot alien. Thane from Mass Effect 2. Sexy, sexy lizard. Yeah, he's a sexy lizard man. It's all the voice, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I like Thane a lot. Grumble, grumble. Yeah, and he wears his leather jacket, and he's got a dark backstory, and he's all moody and yeah. sexy. Oh, God, yeah, and tall. I like Thane a lot. I just love my what son, Colyad. I'm gonna have to wank my way through Mass. I mean, play my way through Mass. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and make sure you have some coconut um, what water. What about the Locust Queen? Just the Locust Queen from Gears of War. Yeah, not. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Yeah, but not hot. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not prepared to accept that no. there is anything human or alien in Gears of War that is physically attractive. Nope. <clears throat> Marcus <clears throat> Phoenix. He's what you'd get if you like took three regular-sized people, forced <laughs> them into a refrigerator and shut the door, cooked he, it, and then let it out. He does look like Dave <laughs> Batista. <laughs> have you um, have you guys seen all this stuff about how on the Fast and Furious things? Vin Diesel has made like a spreadsheet to make sure that none of the men look more tough than the rest of them. So it's like if one of them gets punched, the other two have to get punched as well. And like out of him, The Rock, and Statham, none of them can be seen to be more tough than another. He's a he's a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like this really complicated like points system. So that like if there's any fight where it looks like he's getting he's taking more punishment, he then has to give more punishment than the others later so they all come out looking equally tough wow why not just try and make a film in it yeah honestly i think i think, I think we should getting rid of dominic terrestrial will be the best thing that happens to the fast and furious franchise i think we should use that sort of system here you know a point system for creepiness and stuff like that you know like you have sure. to just dial it back for a few weeks then. Di- <laughs> i was about to say we've got some catching up to do after this episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to get a toilet installed in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Probably more comfortable in this chair. Yeah, true. I imagine you guys. Yeah, you guys have the raw deal with those chairs. I feel like the king when I'm in here. <laughs> anyway, very on much that, how you expect to be treated as well. Yeah, pretty much. Where are my tissues? Uh, well, let's round this up. That that is a comment that could have done with a bit more context. <laughs> oh, at the beginning of the podcast, I basically demanded tissues, and Russ very dutifully went and got them for me. Thank you very much for that, Russ. Right. So. With no further ado, that's aliens. That's the stuff we do to aliens and stuff we do with aliens. Quite horrifying detail in yeah. some cases. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so, if you have any thoughts about what you do to an alien, or do with an alien, or have, you know, get from an alien, uh, you know, we're not talking about diseases. Um, interact with us on our social feeds. Our handle is at TMTOOH, and that's on Facebook and uh, int- uh, Instagram and the other one twitter yeah. uh don't try to find us on pinterest no. or tumblr because we're not there we're too hot for tumblr too hot for tumblr no. um and definitely not on google hangouts because that's shit um or google plus because that was wank as well our myspace page is still going strong though. really strong yeah. yeah thanks to justin timberlake for buying myspace well done i mate. can't i can't get really into cool. my old myspace you know everyone's old myspace pages are still there yeah 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 i, I can't i cannot get into mine i don't have any of the correct emails oh, wait, you, or like you physically can't or you can't bring yourself i, I can't get the access i've uh, tried out of curiosity to go back and look at it but is it because you can't um well i'd need my old hotmail account so your password's that the problem? Because yeah. it's probably like Limbiscuit rules with a Z. Probably <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. Something like Just that. Fred Durst is dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, uh, thanks, Dan. Oh, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Duncan. No worries. There he goes. And let's cue the music. <laughs>